Hello, I'm the narrator. I would like to take a moment to talk about this show. This show features some very harsh subjects about death, and if you don't think you are ready to listen, then please skip to another episode. Retrospection Radio does not endorse anything that happens within this show, but Retrospection has always had a theme to its episodes. This entire season asked the question, is the protagonist really a good guy? In this case, what is the mental state of the protagonist? Some events in this episode may have your stun. Consider yourself warned. Today's a good day to die. Why? Well, I'll tell you. The day began with my eyes fluttering open, and my husband, Ephraim Green, smiling at me. I smiled back at him, gazing lovingly into his eyes, as I always do. He truly was a lovely sight to see in the morning. A sight that I didn't deserve. And so... I've decided to stop seeing him. I made him breakfast as he showered, laid out his clothes as he ate, and kissed him goodbye as he walked out the door to work. Then I continued about my day as if it were any other. I took a pen and paper and wrote him a letter. A truly lovely letter, telling him just how much I loved him. When I was done, I placed it on the nightstand, dressed in my finest clothes, and grabbed the leash for the dog. I opened the door to leave, and it groaned loudly, as if the hinges might fall off at any moment. Phineas must have heard me, for he came bounding down the stairs, the bundle of joy that he is. I remember the day he was born. The best day of my life. Then the days following led to absolute misery. And it was all my fault. I failed him. I failed 
everyone, but especially him. He was newborn, and I found myself sleeping more than I used to. I told myself it was just recovery, but then a week passed. And another. Soon I found myself in a world with no one else around me. I was the sole survivor in an apocalypse of stress and failure, and I couldn't handle it. Eventually, everything drifted to the back of my mind, teething, gnawing, and grasping to yell out to let others know, but it was hidden away. I performed my duties so well that eventually another child came along. Those old thoughts came back, but this time, instead of teething and gnawing, they ripped and bit me, tearing me apart until... I told Phineas I was taking the dog for a walk and kissed his little forehead. He gleamed and bounced back upstairs to play with his new action figures I bought him yesterday. I turned and walked out the door, letting it creak behind me. My beautiful dog raced ahead of me, excited to be in the fresh air. I admit it was difficult to walk him in red heels, but I adapted. He stopped and sniffed everything. He glanced around, peering at the cars going by, other dogs, and at nature itself. I truly don't understand this creature. The pure serenity from the feeling of wind on his face, the fulfilling joy of merely breathing. I wish I could be that way. But I'm not. I'm a woman, a mother, whose sole duty is to look after sons that will go die in a war against Intelend. Democracy is pointless when everyone is a pawn of the Eternal City. Why must I torture myself with a family when the government strips away my little joy that I have left to send them to die? It's not their fault they were born. It's not their fault they're men. It's not their fault they will die. It's my fault. I brought them into this world. And it's my fault I've never been able to take care of them. So when I reached the pond, I released my dog. I unclipped his collar and let him run off after a rabbit. If he should decide to return, he would find me gone. He doesn't deserve a life of captivity, even if he's locked up with those who love him. This was and is the best path for him. So I left him to chase after his first meal on his own. Then I began the walk back home. 
though the distance was short. The walk was treacherous. Am I the only one feeling this? My father died in the war against Intelland. I've never got to know him. My brother died in the war. He left his family behind. Now I have a family. And I can't provide for them. I'm still a girl myself, though my age may not say so. I've never been ready for this. I won't ever be ready for this. There's home now. And my car. I'm going to try to clear my mind. Maybe I won't go through with this. <laughs> my boys. They'll be okay. I know they will. I grew up without a dad. Look at me now. Plus, they've got a strong father with a steady job. He can look after them. They'll be okay. At least until they're 18. Fresh out of high school. Where they'll see a movie. Or one of their upperclassmen buddies will die in war and they'll join up. Then that'll be the end of them. Maybe they'll meet a girl beforehand and the cycle will start all over again. Or maybe they'll be lucky and develop a defect. Then they can live their lives. It, it won't be easy, but it'll be something. I've got to stop this. I'm going to turn on the radio. That'll distract me. That was Sunrise Eyes. Be sure to stay tuned for Oh You by the Hotspots. But before you switch that dial, I've got some news that absolutely everyone in our eternal city is talking about. President Eris of Intellin has been talking for months about his Project Omega initiative. And though nobody in all of this side of the Inland Sea knows for sure what that's about, our leaders have been assuring us it's in Talon's fancy terms for peace talks. In other news, an Intellin Navy officer was found adrift in the Inland Sea after committing suicide. It would seem that... Peace talks? That's what the last President Eris wanted. I've been alive long enough to know that there's no peace. Only death. Death for my sons. Death for my brother, my father. Eventually, one of us will win, and then there will be death for whomever loses. If all life ends in needless death, then what is the value of life? Clearly, it must be to die. Specifically, it is to die for one's country. But I don't want that. And I don't want that for my men. But it's going to happen. No matter what. So the purpose of life is death. And if that's life's purpose, then 
There is no value. All of those days with Ephraim. Our sunlit honeymoon on the coasts of Tall Tale City. The promotion he got last week at work. If life has no value, that all of those things are meaningless. And not just for me, but for everyone. Their lives are wasted between the opening of the first page of the Book of Life and the closing of the back cover. My life has been wasted reading through the chapters. It'd be better to simply start with, once upon a time, the end. I... I... I could do these people a favor. I can save them from the agony of everything that happens in between. I could just... swerve. Here. Now. And a lot of us would be able to end the suffering now. But is that right? To take away other people's lives with my own? I knew today would be the end when I woke up, but these people didn't. And it could be bad because they're not ready for the end. What if they want to suffer, but they wouldn't suffer anymore if I just... It'd be quick. A simple turn of the wheel and...